You are listening to the Amen Corner, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. For more information about the Amen Corner, please follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and all your other favorite social media. Welcome to Season 7, Episode 21. Oh, do we need to call it something else now? Oh, I don't know. Welcome to the special COVID episode <laughs> of the Amen Corner. He's COVID Stephen Cook. <coughs> and he's oh. Brad Robchild. Oh, that sounded like hell. So, I had COVID. Dude, you have it. You don't have, you didn't have it. You have well, it. So, you have I, don't, I don't have any symptoms. I was, uh, so here's the story. Because we were, we were on hiatus. Um, I got home from, I had a great week skiing with my buds in, uh, Steamboat Springs. It was awesome. I went with two dedicated Amen Corner listeners. Shout out to James Green and Bruce Mendelson. Bruce Mendelson is the on-mountain coordinator on the Destination Management Corner. Anyway, it's great, great time. There was five of us. Uh, oh, and Mike Weiner is also a AC listener. Anyway, was feeling okay. So who's the asshole who's not listening? I don't know. Anyway. Oh, you said there were five of them. Oh, yeah. So. My friend Steve. But he may be a listener now. I'm not sure. Yeah, anyway. So, um, I, start, I, didn't, I started not feeling well. Like, I got home on a Friday night. I started not feeling well on Sunday. And by, like, Monday afternoon, I was laid out completely. With the COVID. With the you COVID. I, I tested three positive. I know. I, I outran it for three years. I finally tested positive on Wednesday. The following Wednesday. And it, that whole week, that's really the only thing I remember from that week. I, it was like Rip Van Winkle. Like, I woke up this past Monday and I was like, I feel a lot better. And I didn't have any other symptoms other than this damn dry cough that will not go away. You don't sound like yourself. No, because I'm all like from the like cough, shit. like my throat gonna, and all that stuff. It sucks, man. Look, like, I'm not going to jinx anything, but I'm the last man standing. I thought I was the last person standing. Nope. And I thought I was, I was, I'd done everything right. I was doing everything right. It's not a question of right or wrong. No, you're right. But I was, I was being appropriately cautious. Cautious. Well, I guess that means that you don't know how you can, you can get this. Right. You know, so even if you like wear a mask everywhere. Yeah. So I'm going on two weeks since I fell ill. And like I said, I, I, I worked all week. I'm able to like go places. Um, I don't have any fever. Um, my throat doesn't, none, none of the things, the chills are gone, the aches are gone, everything gone. And so many of the people I know who've had it have said, you will have this dry cough for an indeterminate amount of time. So, um, my yeah. sister had it for three weeks. My friend Alan had it for four weeks. I talked to the doctor. He's like, well, uh, you could come in. I could give you a chest x-ray, but so what's this is COVID. Yeah. So, so don't cough on me, all right? All right, man. Don't cough on me. I don't want that. So, yeah. And so, like, to manage the cough, I've been taking Flonase. I had Robitussin. By the way. Tussin. Sick, evil fuck to do the flavors for Robitussin. Like, we call this technology, like, 
you walk into a McDonald's, right, and there's like the French fry smell. You walk into a Cinnabon. All these things are smell and taste enhanced. Why does fucking cough medicine have to taste like shit? Can't they make it taste decent, like a like a blizzard or something? Maybe you should work on that in your spare time. That's horrible. Hey. Sorry. That, I'm yeah. not getting the real sympathy vibe from you. No, I mean, for in general, yes, for the COVID. But like the, uh, I won't give you sympathy for the fact that cough medicine tastes like cough, cough medicine. medicine. Oh, it's <laughs> fucking horrible. Cough medicine tastes like cough medicine. It's like, like it. I have this honey flavor. It tastes yeah. nothing like honey. It's no. just disgusting. It tastes like medicine. I know, yeah. but like you would think by now they'd be able to figure out how to make that stuff a little more palatable. Maybe they're focusing their efforts on other initiatives. I don't even think it works. I just think it's like, you know, so it makes you feel be, like. Wouldn't that be where they should be investing their time and making actual. I mean, by now they should figure support. it out. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Whatever. Maybe in other countries it works better. So now, but now I'm worried that like I'm going to get it, like, like I'm going to not rebound. I guess I still have it, but like I'm going to take a turn for the worse. How much worse? You've already been through the bad part. Now it gets better. Oh, God. What a cluster. Dude, it could be worse. You could yeah, I could like be dead. Or worse. Wait, what's worse? Wait, what's worse? <sighs> yeah, you could, no, you could have been sick for a lot longer. Yeah, it's true. a lot sicker. You yeah. could have been hospitalized. I, there were there were like two days there where I was just like down and That's out it. of the count. Like That's 101 yeah. fever, couldn't move. Like, just, I, I, I couldn't wait, you know, like, at three hours and 50 minutes, I was like, oh, good, 10 more minutes till I can take Tylenol again. I've taken so much Tylenol. If my kidneys don't fail in the next 10 yeah, years, I don't know what's going to happen to me. It's not great for I can't take anything else. I'm allergic to ibuprofen and aspirin. Yeah. So am I. I'm going to die. About that? How, How about that? Yeah, we both are. What's your, uh, what's your Anaphylactic shock. Interesting. I get hives and, like, swelling. Yeah, I get I get swelling, but it get it's it's more serious than that. I go into anaphylactic shock. It's not it's, it ain't pretty. So I I don't know. I I think I told you this. I was in uh, Holland. Uh -huh. I was in Amsterdam to interview somebody for a film I was working on. Uh huh. And I guess I don't know what I took, but I woke up and I could feel. My upper lip was getting swollen. From, yeah, I guess a reaction should probably uh, Advil. So you didn't know that you'd taken the Advil? Oh no, no. You know what? I had gone somewhere, and the doctor said, "Like, no, it's not that." Right. So I took it. Right. I had that once too. I had that once too. And, actually, that one too. and the pharmacist and actually, is like, "This is totally it. You shouldn't right, take this." Right. Right. And I took it, and and I woke up, and I'm like, I was traveling with somebody who was working on a film with me and I'm like, dude, I can feel this happening. Like, this is happening. Did you go to the hospital? No, but I went out for a walk and like my my lip blew up. Wow. Like, it was the most grotesque thing you can imagine. And I went to conduct an interview. Oh my God. Were with you able somebody. To speak? And the guy opens the door and I'm like, let me first apologize for my appearance. Oh, and I my gosh. I assure you that I do not ordinarily look like this. And the guy said, well, I'm happy to hear that. Oh, my God. It was bad. 
after the interview, which I somehow got through, he gave me something. He's like, this sh this should help. And it well, I mean, eventually went what, down. What you take is like a giant Benadryl and steroids. I mean, yeah, it was some sort of, I didn't even care what he gave me. He could have given me heroin and I would have taken it at that point. Well, it was Amsterdam. Yeah, exactly. But um, he gave it to me and within a couple of hours it had calmed down. But it was like, dude, this is awful. Like I wanted to like put my hand in front of my mouth so that he wouldn't look at me. It right. was like grotesque. Dude, so I'm telling Since you, then, I haven't touched I, any I, of, uh, The last time it happened to me, I could feel my airways closing. Yeah, that's not yeah, good. Yeah, not good. That's not good. Hold on. So I went to... <coughs> oh, that's awful. That's so I went better. To, I, I went to an allergist after that incident. Yeah. And, he's and like, the allergist yeah. was like, I think you should go talk to your oncologist. I'm like, oh, why? Boy, oh, because, you know, anytime you say like, oh, I had cancer, they like, uh, you know, we need to make sure. And once again, my... My uh, ENT was like, Dude, what the hell is wrong with these doctors that you're going to? Like, there's, like, you're okay. Like, I know you're freaked out, but don't be. Like, okay. As long as he tells me not to freak out, then I don't freak out. All right. But anyway. So, yeah, so, I was a little freaked out that I had COVID. Yeah. But. Could have been worse. You could, you could have died from it. Yeah. Fortunately, I mean, you're fully vaccinated. So fully vaccinated. But that doesn't mean you're not going to get it, people. It well, means so that every, if you do get it, it's not going to be as bad as it would have been. Right. Had you and not and had let me tell you something. It was like, it was super unpleasant. Yeah, I can super imagine unpleasant. It, was. it was not, you know, like, oh. Now, I gave it to Lauren. It was her second rat time. And she had like a runny nose and a headache. Okay. Um, and she she's also full of She'd already she had it. And right. she had it. She didn't have it as easy the first go around. No, she didn't have it as bad as I did, but she definitely didn't have it as easy as. I'm telling you, this is random. Like that, you can't. You yeah, can't no, 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 nobody else in the ski it. house got got sick. I was the only one. It's really weird. Yeah, James and I were on the airport shuttle together. We were on the plane together as far as Denver. We hung out in the airport in Denver till we had our separate flights. I mean, like. Maybe I must have gotten it, get it there. No, it's possible. Like the day after I got home, Lauren and I ran a bunch of errands. And yeah. like when I go into a store, I like I have a mask with me, but I assess how crowded it is. If it gets really crowded, I put on the mask. If I'm like checking out and the people are cheek by jowl, I'd put it on and stuff like that. But like I think it was like an empty target. Meanwhile, I'm like never wearing a mask anymore. And knock on wood, I have not. Dude, you're tempting fate, man. Yes, I, I am. I Tempting fate. Look, we could be having this conversation three months from now. And yeah. I'd be like, dude. Or I could have it again. This has been the worst two months of my life. I've been sick. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So anyway, I'm glad to have been through the, the worst of it. Like I said, I don't I don't have any other symptoms other than this dry cough. I yeah, assume I'm not really anymore. infectious any longer. The kids haven't gotten it. Um, yeah, but you I, didn't get it when everybody else in your house got it. True, so true, true, true. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I haven't tested in a bunch of days. I'll test again over the. Um, but you could, it could be in right. the system forever, not right. forever, but for a long, long right. time. Like you could. So I'm not even sure. Positive, I'm not even not, sure it's worth it. Just for like, it's not. I mean, as long as uh, you're no longer contagious, right? You can walk around with that inside of you for right. a while. The worst was having fever. You know, the other problem is. The other problem is, like, I hadn't been. Not only had I outrun COVID, I hadn't had. I hadn't been sick. Yeah. Well, so, like, I, you, you know, what it's like to be sick. And we know what a, what a great patient you are. 
And I have to feel like if you haven't been sick for three years, like your immune system, like isn't as used to it, right? Like I used to get one like really nasty call cold each winter or spring, right? And now it was like three years I hadn't had it. Yeah, but you uh, still get a flu shot, right? Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. I'm good. Shot Just give me a shot every day. I'll be fine. I'm good. Anyway. You know, you know, I fucked up my foot yesterday. And I'm like, my foot, my right foot is like twice the size oh, of shit. my left foot. What yeah. happened? I was sparring a little bit in crumbs and uh-huh. my foot met a shin guard and my foot, ah. lost, my foot lost that battle. And like immediately I'm like, all right, this is not good. Like, I'm like, maybe I have Are a you broken limping? toe. Maybe I have two broken toes. Like, is it black and blue? It is black and blue as hell. Is it your toes or your foot? Well, now I'm not sure because the whole foot is kind of black and blue. So there's not that much they can do for either no, broken toes or feet. I'm just going to walk on it. I'm just not going to – like I'm taking it a little easy today, like not walking a lot. Right. Um, but I'm hoping that this will pass quickly. I'm this like, too shall pass. Yeah, you know what? It's like, all right. This is I like the old me. man session here. Yeah. Hey, my foot. Hey, I got a call. No. I, I, if I showed you what my foot looked like, you'd be like, all right, no, that's fucking gross. Like, it's just blue. Dude, I uh, have had every broken bone imaginable, yeah. so I hear you. That sucks. Yeah, that wasn't fun. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, what? so I'm like, oh, I guess I'm not going to do Krav today, seeing as how, like, I, 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 like, woke up in the middle of the night. I'm like, okay, if I can stand on this and it doesn't hurt, then I'm going to be able to do Krav Do Krav, right. <laughs> I walk, I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. I got out of bed this morning. I'm like, I'm good. And like, by the time I got to the kitchen, I'm like, yeah, there's no possible way. I don't think I'm going to do that today. Like, it doesn't strike me as a wise choice. I did my first like physical exercise since, you know, COVID yesterday morning. I did like 10 minutes on the elliptical. Now, prior to going skiing, I could be on the elliptical for like an hour and be like, all right, that was cool. I did 10 minutes on the elliptical and then I did yoga light yoga with my yoga instructor she really took it easy on me i was like fuck it's terrible i don't want to i don't want to i mean i don't want to rain on your parade but yeah I feel like the elliptical kind of sucks well no, so here's the deal the elliptical is the supplement to the running i got it i got so it. it's but not like the primary right it's if not that's the your pri- primary thing like you're not doing anything well, I mean, I, believe me, I, you know, I have this thing. It's, you know, like I can be like, all right, I'm going for oh, a run yeah, in the Alps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's going up and down and up and down. Yeah, and, I'll give you that. But in general. But just to do. So what I did was I did like five laps. Yeah. I did the manual yeah, yeah, thing, yeah. five laps. It just, just getting my heart rate up a no, little you're trying, bit. You're trying to move your body a little bit. Right. I get it. But like exactly. Ordina- but if it's, but it's ordinarily. Well, so I'll, I'll tell you, my I had a trainer who said if I was if we were going to get any of those machines, he liked the elliptical the best. Really? Why? Yeah, because it was full body. Yeah. I mean, I get it, but it feels like it just doesn't give you the kind of resistance that you need. Yeah, you'll see if you, you get I mean, one of these look, programs. It's like program, it's not yeah, it's not I'm Peloton, not talking, but like no, I'm not you know, talking when it, about when it I'm jacks it up to like twenty five percent resistance at. No, like that's a, not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the regular. Like I'm just gonna do forty minutes of like you know. Well, if you're sprinting, but it, again, it's supplemental. It's like 
when it's way too cold to to go out to I run, or I find myself using it much more during the summer because it's so damn yeah. hot at five in yeah. the morning, even the and swamp. humid. Right when you live near a swamp. In any event, so what's the big news? What did we miss? Have you been following uh, the uh, Dominion Fox news? Yeah, I have. I mean, yeah. it's like. The, the the text messages and all the stuff in the Dominion briefs are explosive, but is it anything new? Like right, exactly. We of course we knew that they were like that they were lying. They were lying. Because no my one in their right mind would believe any of this shit. But my question is, yeah, will there be any consequences? And the answer is probably not. Right. Well, so they could so, be found. Okay, so you know, might lose we could the find lawsuit. in favor of Dominion. Then okay. Fox News will appeal, and it'll go on and on and on and exactly. on forever. Exactly, but will they change their behavior? No, never. That's the thing. It's so the business model. Exactly. They have to keep lying to these people. They keep saying, oh, we have to respect the audience. So you've told these people enough lies that if now you start telling them the truth and they disappear. They're going to go elsewhere. You're going to go elsewhere. They're... Then your whole business model is based on lying and lying again and lying again and lying even more it's the frankenstein monster yep. that they created that now right. controls them the audience controls it them. is fun to read those transcripts though i will yeah, say but i mean these people are so evil evil because that's the only word to describe people it's who all about it's, lie it's all about greed mislead the public right. in order to advance their own Career. absolutely that's what they're doing and they're making shit tons of money every last one of them every last one of them I mean, my goodness, They're, they speak for the common man. I mean, I, I, uh, Tucker Carlson lives in some oh compound God. in Maine. Can and doesn't he have some big giant place in Florida also? He's from the Stouffer's food yeah. family. And, like, then, and then Sean Hannity, doesn't he live on, on the East End of Long Island in some $25 yeah, million dollar compound? Here's the real question. It's like Maria Bartiromo. She used to be right. a respected, business, a respected journalist. business journalist. Right. What the hell happened? Do you I think don't know. she just decided that this was like more lucrative? I guess. So that I she don't was know. gonna throw away any credibility. That I will she say had? that when she was the when she was on CNBC as a respected business uh, yeah. journalist, there were questions about her, her fraternization yes. with CEOs in which she yes. was reporting and so on and That's so forth. So very she, true. She, and there were a few times in my life where I was on with her and it wasn't so much her, but like her producers and staff were such total like assholes. It was beyond me. Okay. Um, but, but how do you go from, you know, and I think that's what just let me just say, I think that's yeah, a reflection yeah. of like your leadership, like, you know, no question. so yeah. how do you but go they, from being, so, okay, so that's, so, so here she is, her ethics are questionable to, to begin, begin with, right? right? So and she's seen dollar she just, signs. Yeah, so you think she just fully leaned into it? I guess. I don't give a shit? Yeah. Well, I mean, what else? How else can you explain? I don't know. I'm asking you. I mean, that's that's the only thing I I can think of is like saw so many dollar signs and didn't have the ethics, the moral compass, the scruples to say I need to be able to look at myself yeah. in the mirror because in the morning. Clearly, that's not something that ever seems to right. bother her. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so yes, this this Dominion lawsuit, like. Okay, like you said, the the revelations have been damning. It's nothing we hadn't nothing really now, known right. ourselves. Right. But and the bar is so high for defamation yes, in this country. Exactly. Exactly. So that, Dominion then, could go, you know, as far as it's gone and more, and it still may not meet. Right. The, it could lose. Could, it lose. could lose. Absolutely. It's, it's lawsuit. But again, 
And what will this mean? Will Fox News lose any viewers as a right, result of this? Right. No, because the people who are already all in are all in. I will and tell you the one right. But it's funny. Uh, have you been Have you been following CPAC? So yes, CPAC, like you know, it, it's apparently it's quite sparsely attended. It is. It is all Trump all the time. These yes. are these are CPAC has become basically a vehicle for Trumpism. And it it's seems to be that circus. it's it's and a circus a circus. It seems that it's half full. Yes. Um, whereas or it half, used to be or like half empty, depending on how you look right, 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 half <laughs> empty. Um, it's at the this convention center right across the Potomac in Prince George's County, Maryland, um, which is quite quite large, and they're not filling seats. So I wonder what happens to match. You know, in that case, like. CPAC has become a vehicle for the in- enrichment of this guy, Matt Schlapp, and his wife, Mercedes Schlapp, who was a, a Trump White House communications uh, official, strategic communications official. So if this thing kind of collapses into just Circusville, who knows what's going to happen to them? They're quite influential people in town. So I don't know. I don't know. You I make know. your bed. You make I your guess, bed. I guess. And then. Yeah. You know, I've seen that uh, mayhem continues in Florida, where oh my DeSantis god. is like literally on a rampage. Oh my god! Did I read something this week? I didn't read the article. Bloggers? They're asking bloggers who blog about DeSantis oh, yeah. to register it's, with the state. Right. Then they have this crazy bill that's going to pass. I mean, the Republicans have a supermajority in in the legis- in the Florida legislature, basically undermining academic freedom. Freedom of speech. I mean, this is these are the conservatives. They want to control speech on campus, and the, and they're taking the calling it the Free Republic of Florida. It's like that's it's, what DeSantis calls it's it. It's like a complete mindfuck because it's the exact opposite. Exactly. Meanwhile, it's I'm true. supposed to give a talk in Tallahassee, FSU. Um, I I think I told you I emailed the organizer. Yeah, you did. And, and they and they were taken aback. By they were taken aback by my inquiry. I don't know. I owe them the, I owe them the title of my talk, and maybe CRT drag queens and the gay agenda in the Middle East. I agreed to do this like last September or something like that. Anyway, I mean, I'll go. Meanwhile, we're in like week eight of protests in Israel. Yep. And tonight in Tel Aviv, there are over 200,000 people. So that means the protests are like well over 200,000. Like last week, they said it was about 200,000 people in the country. Now, the protests are not just happening in Tel Aviv. No, there were like several thousand in Haifa today, like 5,000, 9,000, a much smaller number. Right, right, right. Well, I mean, Tel Aviv is the center of gravity. Yeah, but Jerusalem also had much smaller numbers. But still, it is... Everywhere in the country. Right. Um, but I don't know. I mean, Netanyahu and these guys aren't backing down. They're really not. They're they? really not. But you know what? The institutions of the state are against them. Right. Well, like it's like, like here. We'll see what happens. <clears throat> they do not seem to be backing down. I have a column uh, that touches on this coming out in the coming week. But um, and you know that um, the finance minister Smotrich is coming to the United States, right? Right, and, and to an Israel bonds thing. 
Well, there's a discussion like within the administration that nobody's going to meet with him. Right. But he is speaking at an Israel bond. So they uh, haven't they haven't disinvited him. They have not disinvited him. Because there the was contrary, a they're kind of, I think they're kind of doubling down on uh, it. So who who is isn't Israel bonds like the Israeli government? But there must is, be this must be like the American friends. No, of, I, no, no. The guy who runs it here is an Israeli politician. Oh, okay, the third politician. So the question is, will like the conference and all these other organizations who would normally meet with the Israeli finance minister actually meet with him? Well, and Israel I Policy Forum put out a statement saying no one should meet with him. Right. And there's um, another, there's another uh, right. letter going around. I mean, he said the state of Israel should wipe out this Arab village, Hawara. Yeah. Like, you know, thanks to all my neighbors for torching all those cars and, ha and houses. I'm totally down with you. But that actually is our responsibility. Right. He's saying it. it should be within right. the state's realm right. and not individuals. Right. Although exactly. he wasn't against them. Right. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, he shares their yeah. worldview. I mean, he yeah. is an extremist settler. He was giving aid and comfort to terrorists. Well, he's been doing this for yeah, No, no, no. Right. He, he's an avowed. He says he's a fascist. Yes, a proud homophobe. A proud homophobe and fascist. Yeah. Same he thing with the minister of public security. The, the lunatics are running the asylum. Now, no I haven't heard lunatics. what Itamar Ben-Gavir says about LGBTQ Israelis, but he is a fascist and a racist who is the follower of Mayor Kahana, has a portrait of Baruch Goldstein in his house. Uh, you know, these the, he wants to transfer the Arab population. It's, the, yeah, these are forcing, fascists. They're, they're forcing the country's hand on this because now they're in charge of right. ministries that actually have the power to do this stuff. Yeah. And they're doing it. Right. And they're doing it. And meanwhile, the there still are people in the United States, there's still American Jews in the United States who want to explain this away. I, I, I Yeah, but it's, it's those, unbelievable. Those voices, those voices are fewer. And I know, but like, who's that guy? Jonathan Tobin? He writes for like the, I don't know, JC. Like, <clears throat> there is nothing, no craziness that can happen. Right. He wrote, but he wrote, oh, this is what he wrote. He wrote, he wrote, wrote um, Hawara shouldn't happen, but the Biden administration is coddling Palestinian terrorists. Uh, what? Yeah. You can explain anything. Yeah. You know, there's, a, there's a way to explain anything. But, you know, I wonder. If people who are against what's going on in Israel or who are on the side of the protesters and who hate politicians like Smokers and what they stand for, I wonder if they would be willing to consider selling their Israel bonds. Mm. Mm. Right. I mean, and I guess the question arises, like, who are you punishing by selling the bonds? Right. Are you punishing the I had people? some... Of Israel. My mother had like, some aunt. I can't remember what was on my mother, my grandmother, and my grandfather's side. <laughs> this is a terrible story. The '67 war broke out, and she sold her Israel bonds. Oh, really? She shorted the country. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. She's like, oh shit, these things are going to be worthless in about two weeks. I'm going to sell these. Like American Jews are running out to buy Israel bonds. She's like, I'm going to sell. She was a, a pure capitalist. She's like, if everybody's buying, now is the time for me to sell. So she made a tighter little profit. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's a wonderful story. Yeah. No, I'm serious. I wonder if people should consider I, cashing out the Israel bonds. Like, if this is what Israel bonds stands for, like, 
I I would suspect that most people who hold Israel bonds are not going to do that. I own I own Israel bonds. Do you? Considering you don't have okay, well, you're bonds. not most people. Do you have any Israel bonds? No. If you did, would you be willing to sell them right now? I guess so. I don't know. What would I get? I'm following the footsteps of my mother's aunt. I want to. Well, no. I want to yeah, make but... a tidy sum off of it. No, I, I look. I. I think that the I think the Israeli government has a, a good had a Israel had a good thing going, and this government is definitely going to fuck it up. And I if there was I'm I'm not as invested in this literally as you are, um, so I probably wouldn't have Israel bonds to begin with. But if I did, I'd consider selling them. But not that it would make much of a difference. No, obviously it's not going to make a difference in the larger scheme of things. At least you, or at least an individual, can feel like... Yeah, but then, I mean, then we go down this slippery that. slope, of course. Like, then do I have to, like, go through my entire portfolio of, like, my retirement funds, my this, and the other, and do I have to weed all, out, like, everything there? I, I get that. But all I'm saying is if the Israel bonds is still insistent on inviting this fascist to right, right, speak, right. Like, then what do they really represent? And if this is who they are, then why am right. I putting money into their... Okay, uh, so you're about to go through your portfolio, though, and, like, get rid of all the... I mean, just... I mean, it just... It does raise that question. If you're going to do it with the Israel bonds, you're going to have to go through your portfolio and get rid of, like, ExxonMobil and whatever else is in there that you object to on a moral basis which is which is one of the problems with these with these and you know everybody wants to say i want to i want to invest and be moral and so on and so forth and okay well okay i see what you're saying but in this instance where it is like a very clear yeah thing it's like uh, look i can go through my portfolio and i can probably find things that are problematic look any any corporation is problematic in its own way right uh, or can be problematic in its own way, but this is a very specific example. No, I of, agree with you. So it is an ex- it is a specific example, and it is a way in which uh, people who are holders of Israel bonds can register their disapproval. Yeah, I don't I mean, think that enough Amer- American Jews who hold. I think you're right, but I'm talking about for my own peace of mind. Right. Knock yourself out, man. I mean, look, I have friends who are protesting weekly and multiple times a week, and I right. get pictures and videos sent from them, yeah. and young, old. Right, like, everybody's and, out there, yeah. All over the country, and people are really putting themselves on the line. Yeah. And it's going to get worse. Like, right. this week, uh, the police in Tel Aviv really Yeah, they were really brutalized people. Yeah, they, they really. Stun guns, yeah. stun grenades, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and... Um, what else is it? Sun grenades and water. Yeah, everybody's really shocked about this, though. But of course, no, but this is the way they worse. routinely deal with the Palestinians. Yes. Uh, and worse. At the right. Of course. Let's be clear. So exactly. I, I was texting with one of my friends who's there. And I said, it feels like today, like the protests took a different turn. And it feels like we're entering into a new phase of this. And he said, absolutely. Yeah, well, so I, you know, I think going forward, it's going to get a lot worse. Yeah, and then the question is uh, one, how much violence can the state use against these people, and what's the breaking point? And do people get intimidated or people are emboldened? And what happens? People are getting intimidated. 
Well, yeah. I mean, the, yeah. The, the, the theory has been you put the fear in, in the hearts of people and they don't come out. But what we've seen in the Arab world and in Iran is the more violence the state uses, the more people come out into the streets. Yeah. And let's, let's what happens in a democratic society when this happens? Well, you know, when, not- when is there what's going to have to happen is, is that coalition partners are going to have to or, or members of gonna. the of Likud. Right. They're not going to. Right. So, so it's a stalemate. Here's the difference that I see between Israel and many other Western democracies. Uh, there's a draft in Israel. Right. So a lot of the people who are protesting now have served in the military. All right. Many of them have a senior. Uh, no, no, no. I get that. I, I get that. So I get that. I the elite, gonna... the elites, everybody's revolting no, no. against the government. What I'm saying is that they're not going to, they're not going to fold so quickly. They're right. I understand that. They I understand that. My my point is is so at what point do, is there a out a political out if this coalition that makes yeah. up sixty four seats they're all their incentives are to stick together I, I it doesn't bring down yeah. the government what's I, I the mechanism think, that's going to foster real change I think the mechanism is the military and people are going to so there's going to be a coup not a coup I'm that's how I'm saying I think people are going to uh, stop receive, when they receive their call in for the reserve duty, they're going to stop going. That would that's, be extraordinary. That's what, that's what I see. That's what I see. Happening, right. That people right. will stop going. And then if, if enough people stop going, then they got a real problem. Right. All right. Well, we shall see. Uh, you know, I'm going to send my more. <coughs> I'm going to leave you with that. Wait. <coughs> All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Good luck. The COVID episode in the books.